0: Coming up. When you're addressing some of the chakras, or even kind of when we're trying to get out of fight or flight, that sympathetic, how do we even move into that parasympathetic? What does that even kind of look like?
1: Yeah. So, you know, when we're talking about leaving the fight or flight Uh and how to rest, digest, and ultimately heal. It's about learning how to calm that nervous system. So there's so many ways that we can calm the nervous system. Um, I like to use meditation as an example because we can really get into what the brainwaves do because, you know, now that we have advanced technology, we can do this research um, to understand what meditation does that yogis have been claiming for thousands of years now it's being proven it's like they've been saying this in text but in their scriptures and their textbooks and the vedas and all of this for, for thousands of years and it's like we finally have this proof um but a good way to start it's gonna sound silly but do something that you love to do like I think a lot of the time like stuck in our mind we're like oh my gosh how do I calm down whatever but genuinely like ask yourself, like, what brings me joy in this current moment, and, and how can I access that joy?
2: We have a special offer for our Munch Bunch listeners to book a virtual consult with Megan. She's offering a discount of $25 off. Just email her, Megan, at nwmyofunctionaltherapy.com or through her website, www.orofacial-myology.com. To book a virtual consult with Kimmy for the $25 off, email her mouth muscle memory at outlook.com or through the website www.mouthmusclememory.com. Now, on to the episode. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Munch Bunch Mile podcast. This is Kimmy and Megan. And today we have actually my special friend, uh, Sav. Her organization is called souls moving mountains they do like coaching meditation and help people in their life she's actually helped me uh, with some personal coaching as well and sav is kind of amazing because um she's very gifted at teaching people like me with add how to meditate (laughs) and how to tap into their nervous system to kind of work on the deeper stuff like Megan and I are working on basics of life nose breathing tongue up how to eat how to chew Sav is more the deeper parts the nervous system the the brain waves the the richer parts of life so we wanted to talk to her today about some tools that we could all use in our lives to kind of calm down this little monkey brain in there.
0: I love it. I love it. We're so excited to have you. Cause yeah, like Kimmy was saying, we, we start with the basics of like survival, <laughs> eating, breathing, chewing, sleeping. Uh, but we know there's so many layers, right? As humans we're so in depth. There's so many different layers. Most of our patients and even ourselves tend to be in that fight or flight parasympathetic we're always laughing about how we need to like chill out and then we're like, but we don't know how. Right. And That's why (laughs) it's so great to have you join us and, you know, give us some tips so we can calm down, but also all of our listeners too.
1: (laughs) I'm so happy to be here. And I love the layer analogy. I feel like Kimmy and I were just talking about this the other day about how humans are so much like onions. Like I really like that, that uh, part in Shrek, the movie, where he's like ogres are like onions onions have layers ogres have layers mm-hmm. <laughs> we have layers and you know when it comes to this journey of life like we just are continuously peeling back new layers um to get to the core of you know what really lies beneath us which is our true self so i'm, I'm very grateful to be here today
2: we're happy to have you too megan have you tried to meditate before or have you tried any of like the mindfulness
0: apps? (laughs) Um, Yes. I would be lying if I, if I have not And I feel like I've been trying to work on meditation, being quiet, listening to myself for probably like a solid 10 years. And the journey has been a little bit up and down in my like in that space. Um, But I definitely feel like I get a minute or two in and then I'm like, my to-do list starts to come. (laughs) I'm like, how long have I been doing this? (laughs) Oh, 30 seconds? (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, so definitely I'm ready. (laughs) Where would you say if somebody was just starting out where is they Like, where do they start?
1: Yeah, you know, there's really no right or wrong answer. I think that when we talk about meditation, and people, it's like a person who's not used to meditating, or who's new to meditating, they automatically that they just freak out. They're like, I'm not good at that. And it's because of exactly what you're saying. It's like they get 30 seconds in. And it's like, wow, my monkey mind is going. Like, how do I calm this down? My thoughts are all over the place. Like I'm doing this wrong. And I just think that it's so important to know you're not doing it wrong. You're doing exactly what you're supposed to um, by just beginning anywhere that you feel called. I like to say that meditation is a practice because yeah. there's no such thing as perfection. You're constantly practicing. So where would you start? Um, there's so many options. You know, Kimmy, you asked about apps. One of my favorite apps is Insight Timer, just because it has variety of meditations for all different levels, all different types, all different genres. Um, It's limitless. I also think that people overcomplicate the idea of meditation. Meditation can be going on a walk in the forest, looking at the colors on the trees, taking a moment to feel the texture of the plants, what insects are around you in this moment. Like meditation is simply just being in the present moment and learning to accept the present for what it is. Not what your mind is creating stories around, not the judgments. It's just allowing yourself to be in that present moment. So, you know, with our clients, um, my mom and I, we do spiritual coaching and a lot of energy coaching as well. And we just really love the philosophy of listen to your intuition. And that might sound silly, but it's just true because everybody's called to something different, different things resonate with different people. So for example, this morning, I didn't have a traditional meditation. I wasn't feeling called to it. Instead, I went outside and I sunbathed for half an hour. I took the moment to be with nature. Mm-hmm. I took a moment to consciously absorb the sun and allow myself to get that energy from the sun. Um, so there's no right or wrongs. I love traditional meditation. Um, I personally practice a traditional meditation called Priya Yoga. Excuse me, Priya Yoga. And yoga is from a lineage of yogis, um, including Babaji and Yogananda. So I really resonated with that. But for a lot of people, you know, that's that's way too serious. Um, There is no right or wrong.
2: Something that has helped me is moving meditation. I really like. So that could be something like chi running where you run slower but more focused on your breath. Um also walking for me has been a moving meditation or being in the water like at the beach or whatnot. Um so I think it doesn't have to be just sit still, close your eyes and don't think a certain thought or don't think any thoughts. Cause for most of us that just doesn't work because we're uh-huh. not we're not there yet. <laughs> uh-huh. So, um, Sav, I wanted to talk to you about this as well. Um, Something that helps me being someone with kind of ADD and my brain's all over the place is the chakras, like focusing Mm. on the chakras as like a way to kind of focus inward in your body. Because a lot of times when we're in fight or flight, we're just kind of all over the place. We feel like scrambled eggs, but... (laughs) a lot of the healing that we do in our nervous system is when we go inside of our bodies and inside of us. So can you talk to us about what the chakras are? What's the history just kind of break it down?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So to keep it simple, a chakra in Sanskrit is the term for a wheel. So a chakra is basically energy centers or wheels within your body. And to put it into a metaphor, Imagine it as an electrical junction box in your house. So there's wires that are coming in, bringing in electricity from the outside, and there's wires going out, sending that electricity to where it's needed. For example, like your shower, the lighting, stove, etc. cetera. So if you can now imagine that there's damage that has been done to that cable that's bringing electricity into the house or even to the box in itself, it may power surge, it might blow a fuse, you might not have any power at all. And that's very similar to how the chakras harness and distribute energy around our body. Um, To go a little deeper, it's commonly known that in science, we're being held onto the earth by gravity. So if you can imagine that we're pulling energy into our body and that energy is stored in our electrical junction box, which in other words is our chakras, right? Then this is a form of an electrical exchange. Um, it's very scientific, really. And, you know, keep in mind that Earth itself is spinning on an axis. It's a ball of fire at the center. So it is energy, it's a vibration, it's a form of electricity, just like our chakras. So the energy exchange in and out of that electrical junction box or our chakras will determine the quality of the energy flow throughout the rest of our body. So in other words, if we move out of the metaphors a little bit, our chakras are gateways between the different dimensions, such as emotions, thoughts, your physical body, and ultimately your connection to the infinite universe, whether you just believe in the cosmos and the stars and the moon and the sun, or if you believe in God or whatever it is your belief is, that's what the chakras are basically like a door into Mm -hmm. So by learning to work with your chakras um, and just like meditation, there is no right or wrong. It's whatever you feel called to, but by learning to work with your chakras, you can learn how to balance the energy coming in and out of your body Um, to put it, to put it into a metaphor. (laughs) I know it's a lot, but let me know what questions you have or what you want me to continue like diving deeper into because there's a lot to unpack here.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I love it. I love how you explain the chakras because I've always just been kind of, kind kind of know, you know, I know there's, you know, kind of head to, head to trunk. Is that what kind of what we call it? Um, But I never have really gone like full in on what kind of how they all connect and what they mean and how to connect. So, um, so when we, when you're addressing some of the chakras or even kind of when we're trying to get out of fight or flight, that sympathetic, how do we even move into that parasympathetic? What does that even kind of look like?
1: Yeah. So, you know, when we're talking about leaving the fight or flight Uh and how to rest, digest, and ultimately heal, it's about learning how to calm that nervous system. So there's so many ways that we can calm the nervous system. Um, I like to use meditation as an example because we can really get into what the brainwaves do because, you know, now that we have advanced technology, we can do this research um, to understand what meditation does that yogis have been claiming for thousands of years now it's being proven it's like they've been saying this in text but in their scriptures and their textbooks and the vedas and all of this for, for thousands of years and it's like we finally have this proof um but a good way to start it's gonna sound silly but do something that you love to do like I think a lot of the time like stuck in our mind we're like oh my gosh how do I calm down whatever but genuinely like Ask yourself, like, what brings me joy in this current moment? And, and how can I access that joy? Like, for me, I can go to the beach and go play in the ocean any day and find joy in the water like mm-hmm. a child. And that's meditation. But I didn't used to have access to the ocean. So, you know, sometimes it's going and honestly hanging out with friends, but friends who make you feel safe and comfortable. Yeah. Because relax you. Other times it is going out in nature. For me, nature is the best medicine. Um, Most recently, if I'm going to be doing a non-traditional meditation, I love to do sun or moon gazing, specifically moon gazing. Mm. She, The moon, I call her she, she is just this bright ball of energy and she wants to share her love with you. And I think that you know, there's a lot of us who just have this really interesting connection where we look at the stars and the moon and we feel at home, even though it's so far away. So just finding comfort in that celestial body that's looking over us all the time, especially as a woman. If if you're a woman, um, I feel like you know we have a little extra draw draw to the moon. Not to say that men can't either, but she's been my she's been my teacher for sure recently. Like having conversations with her, like what what do you have to teach me today? And by doing that, you, you are taking yourself out of your fight or flight and into that rest, digest, and heal. So I think that a lot of the time it's, it's over complicating it. Um, another great way is to get exercise, to move around. I know that um, Kimmy loves to Zen swing. I love to Zen swing. There's this really interesting meditation called the Zen swing. And if you don't know what it is, I suggest that you just look up on YouTube, like how to do it, and you, you'll find a video that will guide you on it. I could follow. In- yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, absolutely.
1: Um, we would love it. See me here. Do
0: it. Wow. All right. For our listeners, you can look, look it up on YouTube. For those of you who are watching, we're going to see <laughs> Kimmy, Kimmy in full action. <laughs>
2: A lot of times you'll see old ladies at the park doing this,
0: so. Yes, I love that.
2: You just let your arms swing. Oh, I love that. Like your arms are just big heavy weights.
0: That is fun. I do see a lot of the more elderly generation rocking that in the park (laughs) they know the secret they know the secret to life
1: (laughs) and like that swing is so beautiful because you know we're talking about the shock it helps you align all your chakras it helps your energy just get moving and get into that natural flow it helps you release on the tension on your lumbar spine and it just allows you to really get into the flow and i think a lot of And what um, we like to talk about, my mom and I like to talk about in our coaching sessions is like, how are you going to get into your flow? And a flow is just like an effortless state of being where you're able to perform a task um, without thinking about it too much because it just feels so natural. So Zen swinging is a really beautiful way to get into that flow, to realign your energy, to get into a meditative state, um, get into different brain, brain waves that will help you be in a deeper state of rest and rejuvenation. There's, there's really endless benefits. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love it. I love it.
2: So Sav, what are the chakras and what do they kind of correspond to? And what is their colors? Cause yeah. some of uh, some people may have seen like outside of like a Tibetan shop or like those Indian, uh, you know, they have like the tourist shops that they always smell like yeah. incense. You'll see the body with the rainbow yeah. light down it. Red, to, red to purple. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's the chakras. So can you just briefly explain in simple terms, like what they are, where they are, what's their color, what's their, their thing?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, the secret is that kind of overwhelms a lot of people is that there's way more chakras than we traditionally talk about. Mm. Um but- yeah, they're all over our body. Um, they're just our energy centers, right? But we will focus on the seven traditional chakras, which are the ones that you're talking about that you see the colors associated to them often in Hindu shops, or really all over. Chakras have become really, really popular popular in the Western world, um, which is super awesome because they've been around for forever in the Eastern world in India um, in that in that genre but to dive deeper into the seven traditional chakras we start with the root chakra and it is located on the base of your spine it corresponds to the element of the earth and the color is red so it basically the chakras move up your spine basically in a rainbow color starting with red um, at the base of your spine going up to indigo or um sorry purple or white at your crown Mm. but chakra. Um, it is the energy center that supports your entire foundation. So it controls your survival instincts, your security, and if you are often in your fight or flight mode. You are probably in your root chakra. And this is where you really need to be doing a lot of extra work, a lot of extra balancing, because once you are able to balance that chakra, then you are able to find the stability and the security in life. And you won't be going into that fight or flight as much anymore. um you're you're also just gonna be able to learn how to regulate it, right? Like when you when you notice, oh, hey, like I feel my system kicking in, like time for me to calm down. um then then you're able to regulate it more. And you know, I know we've talked about this a few times already, but to balance this chakra, um taking a walk in nature is perfect. Like think think earth, like get super hippie with it. Like get barefoot free. like, get hippie with it. And, and if that's good for you, then eat root vegetables. Eat things that will help you grow your roots. So mm. you can eat sweets, sweet potatoes, radishes, um, anything that's like grown in the ground will really help with that. And I'll make the, the next ones a little faster. I feel like that one is the most important if you're really stuck in the fight or flight, mm. just because hard to move up to your other chakras until you find a stable foundation, right? So it's, it's good to start there. Um, but moving up to, is your second chakra or your sacral chakra. And it's associated with the color orange. It's located on your spine right below your navel. And this is your passion or your pleasure center. So it governs emotions, senses, intimacy, creativity, and connection. Um, by being able to open to pleasure and creative energies, it allows this energy to continue moving through your body, and to balance the chakra, uh, it's really simple. Just eat orange foods like oranges. Just oh, just think the orange, carrot. I love it. <laughs> it. It's like a it's a really cool little trick. Like to balance your chakras, eat the color it's associated with. So if you remember one thing, that's a that's a good little trick to remember. <laughs> yeah, easy. Super easy. And moving up to your third chakra is your solar plexus. Again, it's located on your spine, but where your belly button is. And this center is where you experience energy created um, by the combination of matter and movement. So it literally is the fuel for your own creativity and your own willpower. So if you're having like a problem sticking to doing what you're saying you're going to do, um, check in with your solar plexus, maybe find some balancing exercises. And really, but since the solar plexus does represent like your core, the best way to balance this is by literally doing core strengthening exercises, mm-hmm. um, doing workouts, it, it is said that the stronger your core is, the stronger your willpower is. Hmm. So that's something I've been playing around with for sure. Um, if you are into yoga at all, like a boat pose is super great for strengthening your solar plexus. Hmm. Yeah, I know. Fascinating. And then as we continue moving up, we get to our heart, heart chakra, which again is located on the spine, but it's going to be um, in the middle of your chest right next to your heart. And the color this is associated with is green. And this one's really special because your lower chakras represent your physical body. Um, if you are talking about enlightenment, that would be the more material world but your upper three chakras, which we haven't gotten to yet are representative of the spirit world. So the heart chakra is the connection between the physical and the spiritual. Um, and it's where you are really able to tap in and feel joy and compassion. So it guides you to lead with your heart, to cultivate abundance and to heal your relationship with both yourself and with others. Huh. So I yeah. love that. thank you. Me too. It's like this, this infinite wisdom, um, that's so simple, but it, it really, really can guide you through your life and your heart chakra. It loves things like green juice and another really powerful meditation that you can do. That's very simple. You can do it anywhere is to listen to the sound of your heartbeat. Hmm. This will your heart chakra, but it will also connect you to, um, I'm going to butcher the pronunciation of this, but it will increase the production of your immunoglobulins. That's my oh, mom's. Yeah, ex- <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: your immunoglobins. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Joe Dispenza has some amazing research on this, but literally just listening to your heartbeat um, for 10 times a day or 10 minutes a day, three times a day can increase your production by 50%. Oh. So how do
2: you listen to your heartbeat unless you had like a stethoscope?
1: Yes. So if you have a stethoscope, that's perfect. Use that. If you don't, it's just about allowing yourself to get quiet and putting both your hands over your heartbeat and being patient and just tuning in. You might have to be in a area, but but you'll hear it. It's Your heart's a very powerful organ and it wants to be heard. Sometimes it's a little practice, but it, it really is an easier meditation because Um, by just breathing in and out of your heart and focusing on the heartbeat Um, even when your mind drifts it's okay just bring it back to the heartbeat whenever you can remember Mm -hmm. it's this right (laughs)
2: yes talk to us about the throat chakra
1: yeah so the throat chakra is again on the back of your spine Um, it's located right in the middle of your throat and this one is really cool because it, it gives us the ability to express our true selves. Um, the color of it is a light blue. And it also is focused on the energy of speaking your truth, your intention, your integrity, honesty, and openness. And I think that this is where a lot of us right now, like in this current moment, are really working to strengthen and to balance um, where we are, just as an energy of our world right now, we're learning how to speak our truth, even when it's hard to, and I think it's something that's hard for all of us as humans to do um you know we we often don't want to cause issues um what whatever the thing is, it's hard for us to speak our truth so uh-huh. yeah and and to strengthen this, it sounds silly, but to sing our throat mm-hmm. chakra. Mm-hmm. And it loves for you to love your voice. So, learning to love your voice um, and also eating blueberries and blackberries, it's a fun thing. That also strengthens it. I love um, it. <laughs> You're totally. bringing up all my favorite foods. So I'm like, yes, I love yeah.
0: it. I'm eating all of this. I had sweet potatoes today, I had blueberries today. <laughs> You're so balanced. And
1: well, when you eat it, you can consciously say, I'm feeding these blueberries to my throat chakra. And then that's even more medicine because your your mind is intentionally telling that nutrients where to go in your body. So now that you have this knowledge, it's like wow, you can bring more intention into your your food practices, right? Even though if you you're already intentional of what you're eating, now you can be like, oh, I'm eating this for this reason or for that reason, even though it's healthy and it tastes delicious. Now I have mm-hmm. all the beautiful, beautiful things to support it. And then moving it to our third eye. It's it's really cool because it's actually where our penile gland is. And the third eye chakra is literally called the third eye. And, and another way to know where it is, is if you look in the center between your two eyebrows and you go four inches behind the center of your two eyebrows, that is directly where your penile gland is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it's called the third eye because it actually has the same ro- rods and cones that your two seeing eyes have. That are responsible for seeing like colors and shapes um, and shades oh, wow. and all of it. Yeah. So is when that people say they-
2: dreams come from.
1: Yeah, it's part of it. I'm I'm definitely not an expert in dreams, but definitely. I mean, we have the ability to literally see beyond our two physical eyes because that's how our brain chemistry is made up. That's why a lot of people will say they get visions from their third eye because you know, we have, we have machines now. We have research that has gone in and can see this, that supports it. Um, it's crazy. I mean, I learned this information in a psychology class for sensations and perceptions. Mm-hmm. It's actually a story because this textbook, I was reading it for school and this textbook was talking about all these things that research still couldn't explain, all these crazy phenomenons, Um, beyond the human mind that we can't comprehend that happened, but that we have no research for it. And in that exact book is where I found my, um, my meditation practice called Kriya Yoga. And it's where I found the guru Yogananda, who's very famous for bringing yoga to the West. And if you um, are interested, he has a really popular book called Autobiography of a Yogi. And that book completely changed my life. But Mm. it was actually, brought to me through a textbook about reading about the third eye Mm -hmm. so it's because i mean knowledge yeah (laughs) you know this is me getting my psychology degree so you know the the knowledge is
2: the third eye is so interesting because you see it in ancient egyptian hieroglyphs and the eye of horus looks weirdly like the pineal gland (laughs) 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 It always oh, makes me wonder, like, what were these ancients doing? Like, how did they, how did they know?
0: <laughs> I know. Yeah.
1: All right. I so could... we got
2: the the third eye and now what, what's going on up here?
1: Oh, save the best for last. Uh-huh. So yeah, genuinely, like if you focus in only one spot, I highly suggest to focus on the crown chakra. So the crown chakra can be found where the soft spot was when you were a baby. And in an ancient yogic text, it's said that your soul actually enters your body through where the soft spot was as a baby, um, now known as your crown chakra. So this is important because this is your direct connection to something bigger than you, whatever you want to call it, the universe, consciousness, the G word, God, like whatever you want to call it, um, the crown is connected to that. So when you focus here, another simple meditation you can do is focus on the crown by just literally breathing air in and out of the crown. Sometimes you'll feel pulsations, vibrations, maybe you feel nothing. Um, I will say the more you practice, the more energy you start to feel within your own body. But this this center is really cool. It's associated with the colors um, either violet or white. And it's the center of enlightenment. So it's focused is on seeking wisdom, joy, understanding, oneness, truth, spirituality, and just like a deep knowing. So to balance this, um, your crown likes fasting. Um, When you fast, it allows your body to just really take a break from digesting food, which can be good because then your crown chakra and your mind has more time to connect but that's that's the best way to really connect to your crown is just through your meditation. Whatever form you feel called to, whatever form you choose is perfect.
2: Hmm. I just finished a Reiki course and they go over the chakras and you work on like, you know, paying attention to each one. But what I really liked um, the visual of to like kind of help to center yourself or to kind of help when you feel like you're stuck in like a negative state was to imagine that you're in a waterfall of light that's just kind of bathing the top of your head and running down your body. I love that. At first, it was kind of hard to... Um, visualize just because like I don't have the best visualization skills but if I just kind of stare at the the light bulb and then close my eyes and imagine it like that helped a lot and it it really does kind of help to like kind of move move that energy along because a lot of us we just kind of get stuck and we hold on and we get tight
1: we need to chillax a little bit Uh I love that meditation too like um, just allowing the white light to sweep over you like some people call it like a waterfall, like you're going to the waterfall of white light. Um, I agree with you can like I, I also believe that there's a lot of energy stuff I can go into, but I'm trying to keep it simple. I also believe that by allowing us to be immersed in a white light, allowing our physical body to be immersed in a white light, and I'm like you actually, where I have a really hard time visualizing it, but the more you practice, um, the easier it becomes. But by visualizing that white light, it actually boosts your immune system. It allows you to rest, and it also allows you to find protection for yourself. You like. Create this safe space where you are able to feel safe in your own body. Mm-hmm. And you're able to the environment around you. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that one. I feel like that's one of the most like classic meditations that should be taught to everybody. Because it's an easy one to do yourself. You can do it anywhere or everywhere. And it just allows you to come back to the here and now and back to your center.
0: We
2: want to introduce this spot for TOTS course a parent's guide for toddlers ages two to five for Mini Mayo. We have Megan and Kimmy going over nasal hygiene, myofunctional exercises, breathing exercises, tongue tie healing protocols. And then we have Jenny June going over sleep hygiene and Kelsey Baker going over feeding therapy and body work. Uh, The course is 297 and the link will be in the description.
0: Yeah, let's uh let's do the chakra one. Let's uh let's try it since that's what we're we've been kind of talking about and focusing in on. So, where do you want us?
1: <laughs> yeah, so go ahead and find yourself in a comfortable meditative position. That can look um, like many things. You can either sit cross-legged on the floor in a traditional meditative posture, or if if you do choose this option, I invite you to sit with a pillow or folded up blanket to assist you with your alignment but you can also sit in a chair or laying down, whatever is perfect. The most important thing is for your spine to be straight and strong. Um, That will allow the energy to move throughout your chakras and your spine. And also for your shoulders to roll up and back. Yeah. And then for your chin to just be tucked slightly down and that will also just allow the energy to move freely through your spine. So I invite you to close your eyes and to begin focusing on your breath.
3: Breathing in and out of your nose at a natural rhythm. Each time your mind wanders, gently bring it back to your breath. Now
1: imagine a beam of light that enters the top of your head by your crown chakra and that goes down directly through your central channel, parallel to your spine, to the first
3: chakra, also known as the root chakra. Mentally imagine how
1: this light, now red light, envelops that first chakra, that first spinning spinning disc of energy Breathe in and out with your attention placed on the area where this first chakra is located at the base of your spine. Imagine
3: that the air, when inhaling and exhaling, is red. Now, visualize how this chakra
1: releases old, stagnant energy that no longer serves you. Thinking that energy as it is released. Now, mentally move the energy to the second chakra, the sacral chakra. This chakra is located on the back of your spine, a couple inches below your belly button. Cover this energy with an orange light, pure energy. Allow this orange light to clean it and unlock new energy within you.
3: Breathing in and breathing out. Cleaning and cleansing. Now let's focus on the third chakra, on the back
1: side of your spine where your belly button is. Focus on the color
3: yellow, bringing breath here. Allow the intensity of the color to grow until you feel its vibration in every part of your body. Invite the energy of clarity, awareness, strength, and confidence to surround you. Beautiful job. Now let's go ahead and move up to our fourth chakra, the heart chakra,
1: the center of your chest next to your heart located on your spine, breathe into this area, a very pure light, an emerald green light
3: that settles down and expands into your heart. Try to expand this light from your heart
1: and into all being. Become the light.
3: Feel the energetic light spread. Now let's focus on the fifth chakra, located in the center of your throat.
1: Think about the blue color of the sky and of the sea.
3: Allow this blue light to envelop this energy center. Allow the energy of truth, purity, and tranquility to spread throughout this area. Time to focus on our sixth chakra, our third eye chakra.
1: This chakra is located four inches behind the center of our eyebrows. And the color of the light is a calming yet powerful indigo color. The color of wisdom, knowledge, mysticism,
3: breathing in and out of your third eye. Finally, bring the energy to your crown, the seventh chakra,
1: where you had a soft spot on the top of your head when you were a baby. Make this white energy spiral around the chakra. Visualize how light clears and
3: unlocks this last chakra now, bringing breath into the chakra. Feeling any
1: tingly sensations, vibrations,
3: pulsations. Beautiful job. Now feel all the
1: energies in the body. All your chakras unlocked. Enjoying the pleasure of feeling liberated. We're going to Take one last deep breath into the nose, filling your lungs, chest and belly. And letting out an audible exhale. And now you imagine all these colors finally glowing, all your chakras completely balanced, aligned, at peace when you're ready. You can begin to bring settled movement into your fingers and toes,
3: and open your eyes. Welcome back.
2: That was beautiful. Thank you, Sav.
3: I loved it. I
0: feel a little floaty. Like I definitely feel like I was able to really come into it.
1: Good. You had the full experience. Hmm.
2: I think it helps to focus on the colors like for me that Mm -hmm. helps so much or Mm -hmm. when I can't quite get there with my mind I'll have like a little rock that I'll hold like a crystal and I'll just stare at that crystal as I imagine like breathing and looking at that color and then I'll go to my next one either one of those really helpful tools just helping you to be in the present and I like what you said earlier. Um, I'm trying to remember what it was like, uh, learn to accept the presence for what it is like. So thank you for sharing your message with us today, Sav. And thank you for sharing your gift of meditation. Cause I know that you're, you're really good at that. (laughs)
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's my pleasure. And if anybody wants more, you can find me on Instagram or TikTok at Souls Moving Mountains. I am happy to continue sharing my knowledge. It is, I believe, my purpose in this world to share this knowledge. So thank you so much for having me on your podcast. It is so much fun. It's it was actually my first podcast I've gotten to do. And I straight up I've been it like two weeks ago i was like i want to be on a podcast i was like i'm ready you're ready to share this on a podcast and then like literally kimmy reached out i was like yes i manifested it i was so excited did you really uh, yeah (laughs) i
0: love it the universe works telling (laughs) you (laughs) what yes so you guys yes so souls moving mountains you can find sav um Instagram, TikTok, is that the best way to get in touch with you as well?
1: Yeah, we're in okay. the middle of redesigning our website. We okay. have some really exciting like courses and things like that coming out.
0: Yay. Okay, we love that.
1: Yeah, but right now, um, social media—it's—it's it's the common denominator between all the changes.
0: Yes, it is. Yes, it is. So then, of course, you can find me at nwmft. You can find Kimmy at Mouth Muscle Memory, and you can always find us both at the Munch Bunch Mayo Podcast. So, once the website's updated, we'll also link in Sav's website to her episode. Um, but feel free in the meantime, like she said, reach out to her, slide into her DMs, and uh, get connected. So. All right, everybody, this is the Munch Bunch podcast and we were, we're really chill now. We started <laughs> up here and now we're down here.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo! All right, everybody, bye. Bye.